everybody welcome back to the woman of the wide pot wise podcast i'm sammy and this is allison <laughs> today we're joined she never says it normally and today we're joined <laughs> by bridget butler and bridget bennett the spiritual bees and they're here to share with you all about their journey to becoming healers and readers and then they both have small children just like allison and kind of how they incorporate their incorporate their spirituality into their family life tell us each of you, what were your journeys? So when I was a little girl in my very, or my first spiritual journey, um, I would see spirits physically through my eyes. Um, it was just very common. I didn't really think much about it. My grandmother guided me a lot when I was younger. She's no longer with us anymore, except in spirit. But when I was younger, um, they would always come to me when I was picking up things. I was always doing something. And then every time I would look up, there was a spirit. And like I could, I'd see them for 30 seconds, if that. But I could tell so much detail about them. Skipping forward till the fifth grade is when I had like my first kind of confirmation. I was sitting at my desk and I ended up looking up and there was a beautiful like Victorian air teacher. Like she was just stunning. And the whole reason why I picked her up was because the TV kept turning on and off. And my fifth grade teacher was like, I don't know what this is doing. It's an old building. And, you know, just blowing it off. I remember getting up from my desk and walking over to her in the calmest voice as I could be. And I was like, hey, Mrs. Asbell, by the way, I figured out your uh, your TV problem. And of course, you know, she's, well, what, what are you talking about, sweetie? And I'm like, yeah, you got a ghost. She's very beautiful. She's gotten, I was like describing her and I'm like, she's got this book. She's very stern. And of course, Mrs. Aswell is like dismissing me, but in a really like beautiful way, not trying to discredit me. So she sent me back to my desk and then I moved two weeks later and then she ended up calling me and she was like, hey, Bridge. And I'm like, well, hi, Mrs. Aswell. Like, what's up? I wasn't expecting that. And she's like, I saw her. And at first I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, the teacher that you're telling me about. She's like, I saw her. I've detail everything that you were saying. She's there. She's real. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but I blocked after that. I got so caught up in friends and life chaos with family that I just kind of blocked my all my senses. And I didn't really pick them back up until January um, 2021, I believe was the year. And my um, husband's cousin found out that she was a medium and she was in her spiritual journey the year before that. I think it was like October of 2020. And I had absolutely no idea. So she randomly texted me and she's like, hey, I have something to tell you, but I don't know how you're going to feel about it. And I'm like, no, just come on. Like, I'm an open book. Come on. So I'm like, all right. And then I had to wait till she was off work, which was killing me. That was a really long process. And she's like, hey, before I tell you all this, I just want you to know that I became a medium in um, October. I worked with a master, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that is awesome, Tara. Like, that's great. And she was like, I'm nervous to tell you because I've had some really bad name calling and stuff. And I'm like, no, you don't have to worry about that. Like, don't. Like, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. She's like, okay. She goes, I'm just going to tell you this right now. And then you have to wait till I'm at work. And I'm like, okay, no problem. She goes, I have three spirits with me that are really trying to get your attention, like really bad. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I am so excited. So she finally got off work. We go out to my little shed that's outside and I call her and she's like, all right, I have three spirits here. They are not letting me go until you get this message. 
in my heart, I already knew who, who they all were. She started talking and I just, I instantly knew it was my grandma's. It, get, it got really personal. But basically my grandma Linda who raised me was like, time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to snap out of it. You know, you have this. It's time to start waking up the world. So I was like, you know, when grandma comes, it's time to go. So that was my confirmation. And then Tara's like, are you ready for the third little spirit? The second spirit was also my other grandmother. And I'm like, deep down, I was going to get emotional because I knew who this third spirit was. In 2016, I had a miscarriage. Um, it was really rough. It was really hard. Uh, I didn't really talk about it for a while. Um, I was very angry with the universe at the time. Anyways, and I was very upset. So my second child that was born is my son, Bowen, and he has cerebral palsy. So I was very, very angry with the universe already because they took you know, my second child from me. And then when I actually birthed a child, you gave me a child that has a disability in my mind. Like, why would you do that to me? But then the most precious thing is what my daughter told me. She said it was time. It wasn't her time yet. At that time, source universe made a pact with my son. He had to enter this world because he has a bigger job than what his sister. If his sister would have entered, then I wouldn't have had Bowen. And I needed Bowen, especially with what I was going through. So that gave me closure with my grandmothers that I didn't get. It also gave me closure with my little girl. And I was able to just pick up. So from that experience, um, it was in March. I got my first deck of cards. They took me to the very first ever shop I've ever been to as a crystal store. And that was New Moon and Cloverdale. I absolutely love that store. I got my first pendulum from there and a couple crystals. And then they took me to another little store in Greenwood. And that's where I got my first Oracle deck. And then since then, I have been practicing since March. Yeah, March of 21, I believe. So going on two years with cards. And um. I found out I was a medium through Reiki. I took the Reiki courses at New Moon, um, which are phenomenal. And I highly recommend anyone to do Reiki. It's a beautiful experience. I did all of my classes through New Moon. And then I branched out to a shop in Brazil. And I started being a healer there. And I loved it. I absolutely loved connecting with the clients there. But I noticed things were different. And what I mean by that was I was doing like little guided meditations. I was, I was going a little extra with the Reiki. They were just instantly connecting with like their past loved ones. And I mean, these are people that didn't believe what I was doing, but they were just coming in anyways. Um, and I was just like, so fab. I'm like, wow, like, how can you guys do that? Like, I want to do that. Wait, how am I bridging? I was just so lost. So for a long time, I wouldn't give myself the medium title because I just, at that time, I didn't think I was worthy enough. And then this beautiful soul, Bridget, came into my life and has really helped me really kind of find who I am. She just asked these beautiful questions that you makes your brain think. And so fast forward from there, I left age in Brazil and I do um, some stuff at Conspire in Greencastle. And then I have my own groups. I have Unbound and we have our spiritual B page. And you're a Libra. 
<laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I'm a sun. My sun is Libra. My moon is Scorpio, and my rising is Leo. Hi, I'm the other Bridget. <laughs> um, I'm a Capricorn sun, a Libra rising as well. I mean, a Leo rising as well. I'm sorry. And an Aries moon. I'm also a pentacap like Miss Sammy. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> so okay, so about my journey. I would um, probably describe myself as a child, as a more um, sensitive child, even though I didn't necessarily see things. I always felt and I always knew. And my grandpa I and my uncle both passed away when I was very little. So I was exposed to like very familiar spirits very early. I can remember telling my grandma when my grandpa would come and visit us at night after he passed away. Cause I, my grandma had a heavy, 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 heavy hand raising me. My grandma was very religious. She um, was raised Catholic by her grandma. So kind of like, you know, skipped a generation and her grandma came over from Ireland when she was 12. So she was very heavy Irish Catholic with my grandma being very Catholic. She went to Catholic school and she would, you know, bring me to church with her and everything like that. Church had a lot to do with uh, my relationship with my grandma, but my grandma would tell me some stories about some things that the nuns had told her, which kind of made me have a weird relationship with religion because my grandma lost her mom and dad when she was two and three. Um, Her dad went first at two. And then, so that's why she was raised by her grandma. The nuns would tell her that if she, you know, sinned, if she wasn't good enough, that she wouldn't get to heaven and she wouldn't get to see her parents again and that she would never see her parents again if she sinned that weighed so much on my grandmother who was a beautiful soul she was a beautiful person she did so much for the people that she loved she if it weren't for her I would not be who I am today she saved me to see like basically like my the most important person in my life you know, pass away thinking that she was going to go to hell and she was never going to see her parents again, because even though she was an amazing person, she, you know, has sinned. I mean, who hasn't? So she, she passed away with the fear that she was never going to see her parents again. That really weighed heavily on me. And she passed away when I was 15. I did not really go back to church after that because I just had a really weird, weird relationship with it. I wasn't comfortable with it. I wasn't comfortable with how they did things. It didn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me that you, somebody who's a good person, but wouldn't accept like God or Jesus into their life would go to, would go to hell and, and you know, have inter- eternal damnation. That doesn't make sense to me. And so I kind of like flipped to the, to the side of things where, you know what, if that is true, then that's not anything I want to be a part of. So I guess if it's, if that's true, if I'm going to go and I'm going to be a good person regardless of that. And if, you know, that's how things are going to be, then I guess I'm just going to go to hell, whatever. I don't care. That's, that's, that's not right. From there, I was um, just kind of agnostic for a really long time. Just like I believed in a higher power, but that just didn't have any truth to me. I kind of started doing some research on and off. My mom had researched like the Wiccan path for a really long time. So I kind of like looked through some of her books um, and things like that. It didn't super call to me. Then I really, really started waking up around the time that like COVID happened. And I started doing, you know, more research. People were, I got TikTok, people were all over my um, For You page about, you know, different um, types of spirituality and all of these things. I know that that doesn't necessarily have like all genuine intentioned information, but it inspired me to like dig deeper and to dig deeper. And so at the same time, I found myself in a career in the insurance world. I kind of started realizing how I 
I mean, I don't mean to like, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, big headed or anything, but I realize that I genuinely am a good person and I do things for the right reason. At least what I believe is the right reason. The majority of the people that were in my environment at the time did not do things for the, for the, you know, bigger picture betterment. They did things for themselves. So whenever they were helping me, they weren't helping me. They were helping them to make a paycheck. And sometimes it just so happened to help me too. And sometimes it didn't. And so I just started noticing how like other people around me were more and more like narcissistic and, and taking and taking. I realized that I just kept giving because that's the kind of person that I that I am. And I needed to change my environment. My boss at the time wound up, I realized how horribly, horribly he took advantage of, of me and other people, um, how he forced people to be vulnerable with them. Uh, with him so he could build that relationship and then everything that you like you know told him he would like pocket to use against later and so eventually I decided that I'm worth more I applied at New Moon Divination in Cloverdale a uh, cute little crystal shop I didn't hear back but I had had enough so I left my job and then like a week or two later, Jennifer the owner calls me and she's like hi are you still looking for a job and I was like uh-huh I am. She's like, I know it's been over a month and I'm sorry that I haven't gotten back to you. And I was like, yeah, actually, yes, I am. So I went in, I interviewed, I got the job. And a couple months before that, my mom bought me my first card deck. So I started playing with that a little bit. I told Jennifer that I had a deck and she had me pull some cards for her. She worked with me a little bit. And about two months into my journey, I sat down for her or into my job there. I sat down for her and her friend who um, are both, they're both very talented mediums, very, very beautiful souls there and uh, I pulled a couple cards for them and well for her friend and her friend was like Jennifer you're gonna want to come sit down for this <laughs> and I was like oh I hope that's a good thing <laughs> so I start reading and I hit on so many topics and they were very impressed and mind you I'd only been reading cards for this point at like for like three months and so from there Jennifer offered me to start doing readings in the shop and continue working with her. I did psychic fairs with them. And I still work there today doing readings, also doing healing. I got, again, my Reiki certification the same time as Bridget. I've met so many beautiful souls and everything just keeps opening up more and more and more. And I am in no way, shape or form near the end of my journey, but my journey is very, very beautiful. And I'm so happy to be here. I've done so much healing and I've learned so much about myself and I am just really excited to see what, what's next. Yes. Thank you both for sharing. I love so many things about this, your openness, your candid to the truth of the, of what happened and also your love for your grandmothers, I think is such a beautiful thing. I do want to give a little shout out to Jennifer for having also really great intuition and be like, Hey, these are some human beings that need to be in my space and really taking the time to nourish you. So it's, it's really so refreshing to hear that there are people in like, my generation above who like have their shit together and are like, yes, we're going to help these beautiful blossoming human beings to come and do their thing. And there's just so much in your stories about the, the courage to be like, fuck it. This does not make me happy. This does not feel right. This is, and on top of that, y'all are mommies. Like your babies are little. I love same as like young children. I was like, man, <laughs> my children are ancient compared to you. I mean, you've got, babies and toddlers we're talking about like the dark times you know when you're like 
when did I sleep last? Have I right. eaten in five days, right? Bridging in, into that, into some other topics that you guys wanted to hit, um, that was like honestly a really scary part too yeah. of the journey was, you know, making such radical changes with having at the time two kiddos, but now we have, now I have three. And um, Jasper was very, very young. So leaving like that cushy like job and moving into something so that that was such new territory was was very very scary but I did make the leap of faith and I'm glad I did yeah I would love for you to expand on that part of what it was like to like what it felt like the experience of being like and also knowing that your children are not you know they've come to you for such a beautiful specific reason I loved how um, Libra Bridget spoke about that and how important it was that her son came and how her kids came in the way that they did. If you two would mind just kind of expanding and blabbing on that, we have a lot of people globally. And for all you don't know, Cloverdale's like a hop, skip and jump away from Bloomington, Indiana. So you legit just have to come to Indiana and hang out with us because we're really fun. Can you speak a little bit about all of that? Because we do have a lot of listeners um, and people in our tribe who have those neuro spicy kids, those beautiful special angels who are not neurotypical and are not human. Yeah, absolutely. I have a son who's about to turn six. I have a four-year-old who is autistic. Then I have a year and a half year old, roughly. Whenever I left my insurance job, I had just gotten um, Jasper, my middle child, into speech therapy. So we knew that he had delayed speech. We knew that he wasn't developing in the same rate of, you know, the other kiddos. And so it was kind of a scary time because I didn't really, you know, know much about it. And I didn't really, I had a hunch uh, that he might have autism, but I didn't really know for sure yet. I really had to go from like a job that I knew could take me to a very like, you know, wealthy place. Like I could have, I would have easily made six figures if I continued working there. I had rose up to an agency director um, within my first year and few months working there. Um, so like I rose through it really, really quickly. I excelled in the job and I really had to go through like a space of understanding that it's not selfish to leave a job when you're not happy, even if you're good at it. It's not selfish to do things for yourself and to make yourself happy, even whenever you have other kiddos depending on you or other people depending on you. Because whenever you take steps toward what feels right to you and what feels like it's supposed to be in your path, everything else just falls into place. Sometimes I had a hard time with having faith like in the universe or in source or, you know, whatever you want to call it, because again, I had that weird relationship with religion um, to where it's like, everybody's like, oh, just put your faith in God. And it's like, no, you have to do stuff for yourself too. Like, you know what I mean? But if you're taking the right steps, the energy that you're putting out is going to be returned to you. So having faith that whenever you do what's right for your life, the right things are going to come into your life because that's just how it works. And, um, you know, I know very well being on the side of things. So the more I take steps for the things that feel good to me, the more that my life is supported in doing that by, you know, more clients, more opportunities. I have yet to miss rent or, you know, miss a bill, have anything, you know, shut off. I have everything I need. My family is nourished. Jasper has an immense amount of resources for him. And um, like everything always gets taken care of. And if I ever think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be short on a bill or, oh my gosh, something's going to happen. All of a sudden I'll be at new moon and like 
you know, two different people come in for Reiki and I'll like the next day I'll have three different readings and it always comes in whenever it's supposed to. And the beautiful part of it, is it too, of it too is I'm helping them and they're always walking away feeling better than they walked in. And so am I because I'm like, heck yeah, that was a beautiful experience yes. and I can pay rent this month. Like it yeah. always falls into place. Another awakening for me is my family dynamic is chaos. Okay. So I had a falling out with my mom and the start of my journey and we still don't speak to this day. So my motherhood has been really my own personal like journey. I've struggled here and there with it. Like every mom does. Like I'm not perfect, but I will say spirituality has helped me enough to calm myself down to take that moment instead of, you know, for, I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. My four-year-old will be almost five in April. They like to test my buttons. Sometimes I'll snap and, but with spirituality, I have learned to take that four seconds just to pause for a minute. Let's not snap on them. Let's breathe it in because what they're doing, they're just typical kids. I mean, my mother was in my life, but I didn't have like a constant like role model, like my grandmother kind of was that helped raise me. So when it comes to my kids with spirituality, I'm a little bit more hesitant and I don't mean hesitant, like they can't go play with it. It's, I kind of want to know what I'm in a way doing before I present it to my daughter, if that makes sense. So like I bought her a tarot card deck when we were at a psych or the crossroads, we did an event with new moon called the crossroads. Um, and during this, was it the summer? I believe over the summer. Yeah. It was like June-ish. Yes. And my daughter has been wanting a card deck. Like I said, she's eight, she'll be nine in August. I kept going back and forth with it. And you know what? I said, screw it. Let's do it. You know, she's at that age right now where her intuition is so strong and her imagination, like it is a beautiful, powerful moment. Now, have I gave her the card deck? No, not yet. But I feel like I have, there's going to be a sign and I know when I'm going to be ready for it. She has her own pendulum. I'm very, very okay with her having a pendulum. We both like to play with our pendulums together. She likes to put it all over her body. My son is, like I said, he has cerebral palsy amazing thing about intuition and mommy gut is I followed my intuition when he was born there was absolutely nothing on tests that would have recorded anything he came out 100% normal and then I just noticed when he was four months old that he just wasn't moving that right side of his body like everybody else was everybody kept telling me no you're crazy you're crazy he's fine there's nothing and I'm like no I'm telling you right now there is something going on so I took him to his um, four-month checkup I talked to his doctor um, she put his hand behind his back, was trying to do everything possible to get him to move. He wouldn't do it. Fast forward over scans and MRIs and lots of testing, found out that he does, in fact, had a stroke in the womb. And he's got two cysts on his in his brain that will never get any bigger, but they will always remain there. And he is a little slower on the right side, but you wouldn't really notice unless you saw his little hand. The reason I was telling you about my daughter, uh, my other daughter, is because... My son, I know for a fact, was supposed to be with me because he has taught me that anything is possible. He is the strongest, most capable four-year-old ever. He will not let you help him. He will figure it out. He will use his righty and he will figure it out. And through his determination is what really inspired me to keep going with spirituality. And what I mean by that is I get in my head a lot and I'm like, hey, Bridget, can you, can you confirm this for me? Like, what do you pick up on this? Where my beautiful Bridget over here is like, girl, you got this. Knock it off. You know it's there. Stop it. But um, other than that, with my children, 
we just try to balance. I don't push anything on them. If they want to come up to me, like I'm playing with my card deck or anything, I will happily play with my cards with them. I will let them touch them. I will let them play with my crystals. My daughter has a whole collection. Um, We're very, very open because I want her to find her place. My family grew up very Pentecostal. My great grandparents, like they, my grandma was still alive. She's in her eighties, still to this day, a skirt dress or skirt. When they came around, we had to really be on our best behavior. Now, my mother and my other grandmother were not very religious, but when my great grandmother stepped on, that's when that religious light bulb struck. And I'm like, no, that is something that I'm not going to do. I'm not going to put on a face and pretend to be something just because another person came in here. No. So that was the greatest thing about spirituality is that I can be my own person. There are no set dead rules. I can open any chapter and I can take my kids on a beautiful journey with me and we'll all just be happy. One more thing that I wanted to um, um, touch on too. So it's funny because I told Bridget this yesterday. Like it had this like epiphany moment yesterday when it comes to like raising kiddos, especially when you're like, you know, in your spiritual path and they're all about like, oh, like you have to like, you know, fill up yourself. You have to heal yourself. You have to do all this for yourself. Do what feels good to you. And you're like, no, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed to do what's good for me. I'm supposed to do what's good for them. They're my kids, like blah, blah, blah. I especially had a really hard time with that because my mom, I love her to death. Um, we've, you know, done a lot of healing or whatever, but as a child, she wasn't really focused on me. She was very, very focused on like my dad and running around and doing what he was interested in. And my parents um, were not expecting me. My mom wasn't supposed to be able to have kids at all. And so this is a little vulnerable. I'm sorry, (laughs) but um, they weren't supposed to, she wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. And my parents only knew each other for like a couple months and then wound up with me. And then they wound up staying together. And, you know, that's at the time they didn't they're not together now, but they um, stayed together for the duration of me being a, a child. So she, he, they, he was very like interested in going and, you know, partying, drinking, blah, 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 whatever, um, living his life. And she spent a lot of my childhood like chasing him. And I kind of got dragged along for some of that. Um, my, my family kind of kept me for some of it, like whatever. Uh, but I wasn't really like a priority. And I always viewed her as very, very selfish for that. And because she did it, she did what she wanted to do. And what I realized though, what's different between me doing what I wanted, what I want to do and, and her doing what she wants to do is I'm on a journey where I am loving myself first and loving myself is spilling over into my kids and loving them. Um, and they also are teaching me on how to parent them better by learning. Okay. Sorry. I said that wrong. It's teaching me how to love and care for them better, being able to like love and care for myself. I'm learning to parent my myself and my inner child by parenting my, my kids and they're teaching me and I'm teaching them at the same time. And it's really beautiful. But my mom, um, she wasn't coming from a place of self-love. She was coming from a place of chasing love from somebody else. She was trying to, you know, do things that weren't nourishing herself. She was doing things that were, you know, harmful for her. And and that is what it is. But it was, it was a selfish act because she wasn't trying to make peace with herself and peace at home. And she was chasing other people's love and other people's attention. And she wasn't prioritizing herself or her family around her. She was chasing other things. Whereas I am just trying to 
love myself. And whenever you, you have that, like I said, it spills over into everything else and it creates a beautiful life. It shows your kids how to love themselves and it shows the people around you how to, how to be, you know, how to love themselves and to be confident in themselves and everything like that. So I want to just kind of touch on that as well. Yeah. I think um, when she brought that attention to yesterday, I, we're both being very vulnerable and I was opening up about my mom um, because mine was similar mine chose to chase after males and just other things that she shouldn't have been doing. And my childhood, I got to see my mom through a little tiny crack in the door. With being with my daughter now, and like, I'm going to bring up like generational curses, because I feel like that's something like I am breaking right now. A lot of it, because it, it sorry, when you sent that yesterday, it was like an epiphany for me, because I didn't have anybody to help me with my problems. And I think that is why like you and I bond so well, because you make me think in a different light where I'm not on my own, where I'm creating the scenarios in my head and I'm trying to talk to myself and trying to like calm myself down and get through it. So now I'm having to readjust myself because I've created such a beautiful soul family that I'm not by myself anymore. And it's something that I struggle with because I have a hard time accepting that there's genuine people in my life that love and care for me. And not just me, but my children too. And I'm not used to that. So it's just something that I have to take and I have to dissect and I just have to breathe and just let the cards fall. Because this beautiful soul sitting next to me, I don't know where I would be right now without her keeping me grounded sometimes. You're too sweet. Oh, whatever. It's, it's a Libra. It's just a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the only one here that doesn't have any children. So I'm learning a lot, right? And But something I've been learning about people that have children and just listening to my friends because I'm in my 30s, so almost everyone I know has a kid at this point, is that most of the beginning of parenthood and sometimes throughout your entire journey as a parent is learning how to reparent yourself, learning how to parent yourself the way that you wanted to be parented so that you can then parent your children the way that they need to be parented. So it sounds like you guys are really living that life, which is really beautiful. And it's something that I think generations before didn't do. My friend just sent me a TikTok last night. And it was like this lady that was like, I don't understand this new generation, how they just don't talk to us or don't care or don't, you know, when, when I was their age, and I had kids, I would make it work, I would run to my mom and help her no matter what. And it's like, no, we're not going to be helpful to you because you were unhelpful to us. Like, absolutely. But that's the thing is they're, they're kind of frustrated because they did it they wore themselves out, they wore themselves down and they made it work because it's what they felt they needed to do. And right. that's really what I've noticed to be the difference. Well, and I'm oh, sorry, if I can piggyback off that too, a lot of issues that I've seen, at least with like my own mother, I've been trying to help her like work through things is they were taught that in order to be like, I feel like a lot of pressure was put on them to be like, you know, like model society. Like she said, how everybody had to put on the front when the grandparents came over or whatever. They were taught that they should put all of their things aside, all of their feelings, all of their emotions to be a good person and to be what society wants them to be, to fit this mold. Like they needed to fit this mold or they were unsuccessful. They wouldn't be happy. And, you know, yada, 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 let's just goes on and on. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, kind of helping my mom like unlearn some of those things and understand like yeah you messed up but it's okay that you messed up as long as you you know pick up and learn but you have to like you know allow yourself to feel feel your feelings and feel these things but you have to also acknowledge like the things that you're doing aren't weren't right they're not always right I still mess up obviously 
I mean, I have three kids. <laughs> if I, if I was perfect, gosh, I don't even, I don't even know, but I'm able to like, you know, acknowledge like, Hey, I'm sorry, that wasn't right of me to do. Hey, that came from a place of anger. And I communicate that with my mm-hmm. kid because I, I need him to understand um, that, you know, mommy does mess up and mommy does have emotions and mommy doesn't always handle them in the right way. Right. And I want to help him to handle them, you know, well, but I'm not excusing like, Hey, I know that I was just really, really angry and it's not okay that I acted this way and I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try to use the coping me- mechanisms that we talk about. I'm going to try, you know, breathing and and we talk about the different things that I could have done better in the situation. And with me doing that, he's a lot more open to talk about the different things that he could have done whenever he gets angry and he's in that situation. Yes. And I'm going to piggyback off of you. So I'm going to bring my dad into the conversation. A little disclaimer. My mom was pregnant at 15 when she, and then she gave birth to me at 16. My dad was 17. So my dad and I have had a very rocky relationship. I love him to pieces, but we've had a very rocky relationship. But what is nice about my father now, even though we don't talk to each other every day and there's some still, we still got our issues. But the fact that I can talk to my dad about my childhood and bring up my feelings and what happened. And instead of him saying, no, that didn't happen. I wasn't a drunk. I didn't chase girls. Instead, he goes, you know what, baby girl, you are right. I did. I was, you know, 18. I chased girls. I left you with your grandma all the time. I was a tow truck driver. I cheated on your mom. Like he, sorry, he really is owning it now. And my dad is the type that when he catches a fish, he'll tell you it's this big, but really it was like a three little inches. That's just the type he is. I love him to pieces, but because of my spirituality, how I've broken out and I'm sure we'll get over our Claire's, but I kind of just know so now when my dad tries to like wiggle his way out, he know he can't because I'm just, I'm just this person now. Either you can tell me the truth or I'll just, we're done. And my dad has been very, very well with that lately. My mother, on the other hand, it's been, it's been a really good journey and like piggybacking on for your mom. I love that she is picking up on things that she did do wrong someone yeah we're working on it right like it's a very slow process it's a very slow process but at least there's 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 steps yes yes she's it's it's more about her acknowledging things so like like I said I mean you got to baby step it it's more about her acknowledging things that she's doing right now that are incorrect and I think eventually one day we'll get to you know the past but I have come to peace with the past and everything like that um I just I do want to get to a point where she can acknowledge more of it too I feel like that'll make me feel better but the fact that she's working on herself and trying to be better and she's going to therapy now which is huge is 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 big for me gave her that beautiful push you know you opened yourself up which gave you that beautiful space to be able to bring that that is one thing that we're different on though my parents were 30 and your parents were (laughs) more teenagers yeah Yeah. although I mean they acted like teenagers (laughs) but it's fine I digress. Um, but yeah. Yeah. The previous generations were so taught to live in that ego space. Right. And the ego is not inherently bad. It, it serves so many beautiful functions for us, for our brain, for our survival. But it's Absolutely. that's what I found with my mom is getting her over the ego of like, yeah, you weren't perfect. And, and you but you were way better. Like when I look at her relationship with her parents, I think, wow, she really <laughs> She really tried her best. Like she really did so much with what she knew how to do. And same for me. My mom had me at 17. So, you know, this is a 17 year old trying to do better than her parents did too. And it's, 
you get to a point in adulthood where you look at your parents and you think, oh my gosh. Like, I wow. hope Ben has that same patience with right. me. <laughs> I, I really hope he does. And, you know, Jasper and Jax too, but I, my, just, I just hope for my kids, like they can just be kids. Because mm-hmm. I have to parent my parents and I don't want that for my kids. I want them to be able to just breathe and be like, cool, mom's kids. coming over enjoy their experience yes. and live their own lives for themselves yeah, and not for other people, which again, going back to that last generation is they didn't, they didn't get that opportunity. Um, so I think that, I think that that's part of the problem too. And it's like my mom and my dad found each other. They were living them live, their lives for themselves completely, even if it came later than what it does for most people. And, um, you know, they found that freedom in adulthood and in, finding like a stable partner, um, stable in like the fact that, you know, they had a house and bills were paid, um, kind of thing. So like, I think that, you know, from there, they just wanted to go live their lives and experience things. And because of that, I wasn't at like the forefront of their mind, which it's okay. We, they did the best they could with what they had. I made it. So we're good. We're here. And now I'm just trying to learn from that and do the best for with what I have. What I love so much is something that keeps coming back is this dynamic of how, how we should be as parents and families and how we should be structured. And part of our long-term work for the sanctuaries is co-creating, I'm going back to more of that, the the way of the people of the land where like some people who have babies aren't meant to be parents and some people who are parents can't have babies. And Mm -hmm. so there's this thing and it happens quite, quite often. And we're seeing it now in our soul family circle is I don't know what to tell y'all, but like most of the people younger than me are wiser than the people older than me. And I'm kind of like, we need to all get together and help each other out. And there's this, this real call for us in our work as we start to create our own soul families is to come together and figure out how do we help each other out? Um, Libra Bridget, something I really love that you said, this is also how I talk to them. I'm like, I'm like, is it Cappy Bridget or Libra Bridget? I'm checking. Something you said that was so beautiful was that you really wanted your kids to like, just to be able to grow up and be kids and not have to parent you and what that would be like going forward and having that. Um, and then on, on top of that is you have this person Bridget in your life and the growing soul family who does love and support you. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up because we're very passionate about co-creating the, this community. And it's so nice to have it like locally in real life and be like, you know, like we, we legit can be like, okay, do you need help? We can drive up and help you. Like, and you can just feel comfortable enough to call and know that what that is. And so I would love for you two to really kind of talk about how um, you've really helped Jennifer grow the business and what that means and what you're doing with that and how you've really have spearheaded this rebirth in so many people in the communities with reaching out and within themselves and helping them be brave. And, you know, and I, I would love for you to really talk about how, how that's like, how is it like to like guide people some of them are like twice your age. What is that like when they come in and, and all of that? Would you be so kind to expand on all of those things? Well, with the generation who is twice my age, um, a lot of them tend to get really sensitive whenever somebody who's younger and has more information on a particular topic, not that I'm wiser, not that I've lived more life experience. I don't pretend to feel that way. I don't pretend to feel, you know, all knowing or, you know, entitled in any way, shape or form. But a lot of times, even if it's just on one like narrow subject, 
it's very threatening to them and they do not like it and they get very upset. With Jennifer, me, um, you know, working there at New Moon, it's been really, really great because she acknowledges that there are some things that, you know, I can help her with. And at the same time, there are so many things that she has helped me with. So it's a nice space. Sometimes the way our brains work, we're very um, particular. So sometimes it's kind of hard for us to see the other person's pictures, but we are able to work through that. And she is like open to the ideas and suggestions and everything like that. So like me and the other girl that works there, Kendall, have really, really helped to bring in new things, new ideas. Jennifer does all kinds of different classes and events and leads meditation. And she had things that she wanted to do. She's always kind of felt like, you know, a calling to do those sort of things. But I've been able to come in and I feel like really, really help put those in place. And because of all of that, um, and I also am working very, very heavily on our social medias and have been since I a few months into me working there we're starting to build like a larger community. Our outreach is bigger than it was before. Um, We're starting to meet other like, you know, very awesome, amazing, powerful, spiritual people who are working on similar things, Um, you know, like you guys. (laughs) Now we're trying to kind of like work on making um, connections to build that so we can give the people that come into our shop more opportunities to, you know, learn from more people, to get guidance from more people, because while we know that we have beautiful information to pass on and that, you know, we are able to channel messages and we're able to do this and and we're able to help with heal and we're able to do all of these things, we also know that not everybody that comes through those doors are looking for exactly what we have or exactly what we have to offer. So we want, you know, to just keep building this community. And it's been so beautiful to be able to like, you know, touch um, so many different lives. And the really cool thing about New Moon too is a lot of times people who will come in those doors are very, very new in their journey. And they're just like, man, what what can I do? Where should I start? What should I look at? And I feel like I'm in a really good place only being a couple, a few years into my journey um, to be like, hey, listen, don't listen to people who tell you that you have to do anything. Don't listen to anybody that tells you what you're doing is wrong because do what feels right for you. And that's going to be really, really frustrating at first because you are so used to being told what you have to do and what you should do and how to progress. But like, you don't have to do that. Do what feels right to you. If it feels good, go for it. If it doesn't feel good, that's okay. They're like, well, how do I cleanse my house? How do I do this? What crystals do I need? You need the ones that call to you. You cleanse your house. This is how I do it. This is my experience. But if your guides say to go the different direction, or if you just feel called, if you find yourself going a different direction, that's, you know, they're, they're guiding you to do that. And so if you find yourself going a different direction, don't stop and say, oh, wait, she told me to go this direction and turn around, do what feels natural to you, do what feels right to you. So I feel like I've been able to touch a lot of lives and it's been very, very beautiful. And it makes my heart feel so good. I did not start in a shop. I started online. So I started between Facebook messenger was how I connected with a lot of people. I created I was very new in my journey. I almost didn't create the Unbound Divine page because I was like, how am I supposed to help people? What do I know? Like, come on. But I did it anyways, because that's just what I do. Um, I'm thankful. I've tried to shut the group down like three times. They won't let me. (laughs) So it's doing something. Um, But anyways, I started online. I started in some like bigger groups. I would read. uh, I'm a reading machine. So I can just boom, 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 boom. But what was fascinating is is kind of how I found out that I have automatic writing as well. When I was typing these out, 
I don't know what I'm typing. I just go. I see my card. I translate my card and I just go. I do not proofread. I send it. I proofread after I send it. I figured out that, yeah, I might butcher the gramming, but grammar, but there's always a hidden message that I never knew I typed out directly for them. So that started really taking off. Um, my group became bigger. Uh, the page that I had became bigger. I was getting clients booked. And then I went over to Brazil and I became a healer at that store for almost a year. And I loved it. I loved my in-person sessions. I love online or in-person. I'm fine with either one. My Reiki, I do online or in person. I'm good with either way, distance or not. I prefer in person, but I'll do whichever. When I started my mediumship and I was starting to connect just through Facebook posts, I wasn't even talking to them. I was just connecting through a photo or through words. So yeah, I got my start through social medias. And then um, I went over to Conspire, which is in Greencastle. And I'm a healer over there right now. I've stopped for a little bit because I'm in school, but I'm almost done. I got two more weeks of that left, which um, I'm a medical assistant, but I haven't been that field for a hot minute. So I went back for phlebotomy. Don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but hey, I like to stick people. <laughs> My goal is to use it for holistic healing eventually. Maybe, you know, uh, B12 shots and all of that. But other than that, um, I have in-person or online, like I said, and I do um, events with New Moon when I get invited, which I love it. I've done my first psychic fair, which is where I met you beautiful too, Sammy and Allison. You've done um, a couple now, haven't you? Huh? You've done a couple now, haven't you? Yeah, well, I did the crossroads. Yes, the August, the crossroads, and we did one in October, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. So I've done a couple events with them, and I absolutely love it because like what Bridget was talking about, like... We have similar things that we offer, but we do them in different ways. So no matter what the client, like with our shared Facebook page, no matter what the client that needs someone is going to go gravitate towards whoever. So I like, there's never, and I, I think that's one of the things I love about spirituality too. You can never master it. There's so many doors. There's so many things that you can learn and pick up. And there's so many different types. Like I said, we did Reiki classes together. I do Reiki completely different than how she does Reiki. But no matter what, we help heal. And that's the best part about my job. If someone feels good after Reiki or their card session, then that's a million dollars to me. Because it makes my soul come alive. It makes them feel alive. And something that I always tell people is they come to us vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Very, very vulnerable. So when I do Reiki, I tell them, hey, if you feel like crying, please allow it to like allow it out. Think of a hole. And if I'm trying to shovel concrete, because that's what you're giving me, I can't undo that concrete. You have to let me have the dirt floor. You have to release. Um, and then in card draws too, I tell them, you know, release. If you feel like it, it is okay. I will cry with you. I will be vulnerable with you. But yeah, um, also New Moon has helped me with my card readings too. Mm -hmm. Before I was nervous about more than four cards. Now I'm like, shh, shh you want 15 cards? Let's do it. And I always tell people when I do them, I'm like, okay, pull as many as you want. The more, the better, because the more I have, the bigger, the yeah. bigger of a picture it paints for me. Yes. Like it I allows me to get more detail. Yes. I had to read for Jennifer before <laughs> I could even do any of the psychic events. And oh my, I was a nervous wreck. But when I do my readings, I love helping. And I normally have this thing where like, you know, you take it, you resonates. Cool. You resonate now. Cool. Resonates in a year. Cool. But here's your reading. Not with Jennifer. Jennifer's so funny. She's a, she doesn't, 
she wants to truly test your yeah. abilities, right? So the whole entire time you read her, she's just just blank face. Blank face. Won't give you any emotion, any indication Nothing. on whether or not you're hitting what and it's she's so funny. And it's because I don't know. I mean, it, it's for good intentions or whatever, yeah. but it's just, it's so hard because normally whenever you're working with like, you know, people who are coming in for a mm-hmm. reading, like you lay down a card and you see that smirk on yeah. their face or you see like that reaction Somehow. and you can feel it yeah. resonating and she just like puts up the swap and she's like, no, nope. you don't get anything from me. But I want to know what you have. Yeah. But as soon as you start talking or whatever, after you're done, she's like, it wasn't that bad. Just smile. You're fine. You had it. And I'm like, if you would have just smirked a little bit, yeah, would have let yeah. my nerves down. But yeah. I loved it, and I'm very grateful that she put me through that. Yeah. She's a true test. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when she talked about her friend Sharon, love her to pieces, too. She also helped um, understand and translate, because I had a question with her. Sometimes the same card falls for everyone, and that's fine. But like I say, just three cards fall. And I got that reading really fast. But I'm like, I want to push myself more. She's the one that taught me, you know, go back. Look back at the cards. See -hmm. what else you can pick up take a deeper breath. If you want to push more, go ahead. If not, just let it flow. So I really appreciated that. And she helped me with that last October. And since, since that, um, yeah, my cards have been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Sharon's really helped my, um, readings, which is Jennifer's best friend. Mm-hmm. She's really helped my readings to flourish a lot too. It's funny because like I said, Jennifer and Sharon, they're both very, very, very talented mediums or whatever. And they kind of remind us of like, remind me of like our relationship on like how they're very similar but at the same time like their strengths really really complement each other and so it's kind of a really neat dynamic between them and that kind of like bleeds into us and I think that that really helps us a lot and they've been such great mentors and I am eternally thankful for them. Sophia Dragons always work in pairs. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're getting ready to wrap up. Honestly y'all we clearly can blab forever. We love these ladies so much. Um, I know we've talked a lot about new moon divination. I would love for you two to really expand on the spiritual bees unbound, you know, all of your stuff where people can find you because um, you guys do the social media and you understand it and you do it and spill it ladies. So we created a page. It's called the spiritual bees. It's spiritual bee. Sorry. Spiritual bee. <laughs> I was going to go into the hives. That's why. Yeah. So, okay. So spiritual bee is the page. You can find it on Facebook. We're probably, we're um, going to get ready to launch an Instagram too. TikTok will be coming, but we're not there yet. Right. Baby steps, baby <laughs> steps. We have found that we work um, really, really well together. That life just kind of keeps throwing us back together, yeah. um, you know, pretty constantly. So with that, we created a, a page where people can reach out to us. They'll be able to book with us if they would like a reading we do sometimes read people together which is really fun yeah. because we the readings always turn out like amazing and we have great readings on our own too but it's like we said it's like we said earlier you know you're gonna have some people who are able to see things in a different light they're gonna be able to give a different type of guidance and even though you know you're getting the same reading um she has her cards I have my cards and then they really just go more into depth they're extremely thorough um she just picks up on things that I don't pick up on and I pick up on things that she doesn't pick up on and we're able to give such a such a big beautiful message she tends to be a little bit more tapped into like the emotion mm-hmm. than me mm-hmm. you know the libra she's a little more flowing i'm a little more you know capricorn and i'm like okay what she said but this is the st- these are the right. steps to get here this is how you do it this is how you apply it and she's like and these feelings and i'm like 
but application. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but they, they, they go really, really well. So basically the page we created just to build a community on that you can reach us. We want to just help as many souls that come across with, even if you don't book with us, like we want to help give you resources, you know, the people that we know, you know, we would recommend Sammy and Allison and just different. We just, we wanted to bring a community and so far social media is the, you know, the hype of the thing. We're really, we're getting ready to launch the page. So please come like and follow us. Yes. But one thing that's really, really important to us is the space that we're creating. We just, we want to create a space where people can feel like they can be vulnerable. They can be themselves. They don't have to put any type of labels to it if they don't want it. It doesn't matter what stage you're in. There's, um, when we talked about this the other night, as we were, you know, building all of it, um, Bridget talked about how like, there's a lot of like gatekeeping and things like that in the community. And we don't want people to feel like, like we are, gatekeeping our abilities or anything like that right. we want everybody to know that they have just as much potential yes and if we can guide them great and if we can't there we have a lot Resources. of people in our tribe who we can refer them to if they just need you know a friend if they just need to talk if they just need to ask questions um, we want to give them a space to do so so that's what we're really trying to um, build with our page um, allowing people to be vulnerable it's cute we have our little so like our Facebook page the cover photo it says spiritual be where you can be spiritually free mm-hmm. because we want everybody to know no matter what walk of life you're on no matter what your label is or lack thereof that we are accepting as long as, you know, you're not doing things for the greater good, for the right reasons with, you know, good intentions. Obviously, if you're coming in and you're trying to do mean things to people, we're not going to accept that. We're going to be like, hey, buddy, that's not okay. Um, you do you, but I, not around me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, if you're coming in and for, because with light and love and the happiness and, and I mean, granted, it's not all happy. We know that no. there's, you know, darkness and healing yeah, and everything and there's like souls that out there that need like they're vulnerable that really just need to talk to someone that is what I found a lot through my clients mm-hmm. they just need a listening ear so you know where there's two of us and we're here for you so even if it's just a hey I don't know what direction I'm going but hey my name is blank well hello there come on in yeah so we're, we're, we're just really wanting to create that space for people to where they can you know be themselves and we can kind of hopefully help to guide them and if we can't even if they just need a friend, we can be a friend. And if they need recommendations, we have resources. Definitely check out the links for these two in the show notes or the description of this YouTube channel. They are beautiful cruise directors. They definitely keep people very heart centered and heart forward in everything that they do. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. It's been a true honor and pleasure to hear your stories and hear about your life and your, your just your authenticity that you bring to everything that you do. So Thanks so much for tuning in this week, you guys. We are so blessed to have all of you here listening in. If you have any questions, please be, feel free to email us at samanthaappaloosianlife.com. We're there for you to answer any questions you have, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.